We're broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. Middle Tennessee Electric, serving Rutherford County since 1936. The Good Neighbor Network. FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro. FM 100.5 Smyrna. And online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line. Talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Your host, J. Paul Newman, of the Monthly District Attorney Show, will now take you on a journey to explore recent Rutherford County court cases, cold cases, and more. We welcome everyone to the program. My name is J. Paul Newman. My co-host today, Rutherford County Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. We thank WGNS for providing the airtime. And we also thank our producer, Scott Walker. Most of all, we thank you for listening. In our Inside the Court segment, Rutherford County Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch will tell us about recent and upcoming grand jury, general sessions, and circuit court activity. We will begin our broadcast after you listen to these important messages. Hi, this is Dan at Music World and Drummer's Den. We have guitars. We have more guitars than just about anybody in town. We have electric guitars, acoustic guitars, ukuleles, all stringed instruments. We have banjos, violins. We've got it all. And you say, oh, well, what else do you have? Well, it turns out we have keyboards as well. Do we have drums? We are Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Talking with customers of Jeff's family-friendly restaurant on Hancock Street about why they keep coming back. It is excellent. Very good food. It's kind of like eating at home. Real nice folks here. So good. So much food at Jeff's, you'll have a hard time cleaning your plate. Food is great. Oh, this is great food. Give you an ample amount. They season it well and give you enough that you don't have to worry about going away hungry. Come hungry to Jeff's family-friendly restaurant on Hancock Street. This is great. I love it. Really good. Glad I came today. Jeff's family-friendly restaurant on Hancock Street. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. This is Inside the Courts. A look at this month's trials, pleas, and grand jury action. Inside the Courts is presented as a courtesy of the Rutherford County Clerk's Office. Good morning, everyone. This is Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. And today, I will be your tour guide through the es- this episode of Inside the Courts. We begin this segment by stating that none of the defendants named in upcoming trials or hearings have been convicted, and of course, they are presumed by our law to be innocent. With that as a prelude, we will now go inside the courts. On February 15th of this year, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a 911 call of shots fired at an apartment complex on Puckett Creek Crossing. Officers discovered the body of Miss Rebecca Stockton on the floor of her apartment. Miss Stockton had been shot multiple times. Detective Julie Cox was assigned as lead investigator. Miss Stockton's live-in boyfriend, Salim Hamilton, was missing. A manhunt for Mr. Hamilton was ordered, and Mr. Hamilton was located in Corbin, Kentucky. Mr. Hamilton was found to be in possession of the rental car of Miss Stockton and a 40 caliber semi-automatic handgun. Miss Stockton was shot and killed by a 40 caliber handgun. Mr. Hamilton was charged with possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. 
and remains in custody in Corbin, Kentucky. Mr. Hamilton has been charged with first-degree murder by the Murfreesboro Police Department, and an extradition order was sent to the governor's office requesting expedition. That order was granted, and a court date has been scheduled for November 20th of this year. I will be representing the state in this matter. On February 13th of this year, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a 911 call in reference to a stabbing at a Ransom Drive residence. Upon entry, officers discovered the body of Mr. Philip Maddox on the floor of his bedroom. Mr. Maddox had been stabbed multiple times. Witnesses on scene advised that Mr. Maddox's roommate, Malik Smith, admitted to stabbing Mr. Maddox. Officers located Mr. Smith, and Mr. Smith confirmed the witness's claim that he stabbed Mr. Maddox. Detective David Miller of the Murfreesboro Police Department has assigned as lead investigator. After a search of the residence, collection of evidence, and interviewing of all witnesses, Mr. Smith was charged with first-degree murder. On May 31st of this year, a preliminary hearing was held, and a court found probable cause to bind the matter over to a grand jury. Mr. Smith is represented by counsel Mr. John Slager, and I'll be representing the state. On August 30th of 2022, officers with the Smyrna Police Department responded to a shooting at a gas station on Sam Ridley Parkway. Mr. Nicholas Patterson had been shot during the course of an attempted robbery. Mr. Patterson later died as a result of his injuries. Surveillance video showed an armed subject entered the store, point the firearm at Mr. Patterson, fire at least one round into the ceiling, and then shoot Mr. Patterson twice before running out of the store. Detective Steve Hanna with the Smyrna Police Department has been assigned as lead investigator. As a result of two other robberies, one in Brentwood and one in Nashville, Mr. Anthony Williams was identified as a suspect. Upon execution of a search warrant, Mr. Williams was taken into custody and found to be in possession of a firearm. Mr. Williams was interviewed by law enforcement, and at the conclusion of the interview, Mr. Williams was charged with first-degree murder, attempted aggravated robbery, and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. A preliminary hearing was held on September 18th of this year, and upon hearing testimony from witnesses, the case was bound over for presentment to a Rutherford County grand jury. Mr. Williams is represented by counsel, Mr. Ben Wetzel, and I'll be representing the state in this matter. On June 14th of 2021, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a report of rape of a child. Detective Tiffany Host was assigned as lead investigator. Upon interviews of the juvenile victim and the suspect, Mr. Eric Branch, along with the collection of evidence, Mr. Branch was indicted by a Rutherford County Grand Jury in February of this year for four counts of aggravated sexual battery, two counts of rape of a child, one count of possession of a weapon by a felon with a prior violent felony conviction. Mr. Branch was represented by counsel, Ms. Katie Latifogan, and the state was represented by Assistant District Attorney Sharon Reddick. On March 8th of this year, a jury found Mr. Branch guilty on all counts. And on June 20th of this year, Circuit Court Judge Jimmy Turner sentenced Mr. Branch to a total sentence of 72 years to be served in the custody of the Tennessee Department of Corrections. On October 19th of 2019, officers with the Laverne Police Department investigated reported sexual assault against a juvenile. Detective Steve Krotz was assigned as lead investigator. Through efforts of multiple officers and agencies, the investigation resulted in evidence against Mr. Luis Mendoza Sanchez for the sexual assault. In August of 2021, a Rutherford County Grangery indicted Mr. Mendoza Sanchez for rape of a child, four counts of sexual battery, and one count of aggravated assault. Mr. Mendoza Sanchez was represented by counsel Mr. David Clark, and the state was represented by Assistant District Attorney Sharon Redding. 
On April 19th of this year, a Rutherford County jury found Mr. Mendoza Sanchez guilty of rape of a child, four counts of sexual battery, and assault. On July 14th of this year, Circuit Court Judge Jimmy Turner sentenced Mr. Mendoza Sanchez to a total sentence of 59 years to be served in the custody of the Tennessee Department of Corrections. On July 20th of 2020, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a shooting resulted in two persons being shot, Mr. Vanchez Brown and Ms. Tiffany Childress. Both Mr. Brown and Ms. Childress survived their injuries. Mr. Antonia Beach was identified as the person responsible for the shooting. In January of 2022, Mr. Beach was indicted by a Rutherford County Grand Jury for attempted first-degree murder, attempted second-degree murder, two counts of aggravated assault, reckless endangerment with a weapon, possession of a weapon by a convicted felon, and employing the use of a firearm during the commission of a dangerous felony. Mr. Beach was represented by counsel Mr. Michael Offinger, and the state was represented by Assistant District Attorneys Sarah Davis and Ashley Chisholm Hall. A jury trial began on July 24th of this year. On the third day of trial, Mr. Peach did not appear in court. The trial proceeded without Mr. Beach. However, a few hours after the trial had resumed, the officials were notified by Metro Nashville law enforcement that Mr. Beach had gone to the home of his grandmother and shot himself in front of her ring camera. Mr. Beach died from his injuries. On March 6 of 2021, Deputies with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department responded to a shooting on I-24 near the 76-mile marker. Ms. Rakia Compton was a passenger in the vehicle with her twin sister and another young woman. The vehicle was fired upon by an unknown subject, and Ms. Compton was struck once in the head. Ms. Compton survived her injuries, but due to the extent of those injuries, Ms. Compton will never fully recover. After an extensive investigation, Detective Joe Duncan with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department was able to identify Keon Warfield as the shooter. One witness saw the shooting and was able to read the tag on the vehicle and identify the make and model of the vehicle. Upon tracking down that automobile, officers located Mr. Warfield along with several other individuals. Upon seizing cell phones and firearms, the individuals were questioned. After receiving conflicting statements and untrue statements, the detectives began to narrow down the possible shooter. Other cooperating witnesses assisted in identifying Mr. Warfield as the shooter. Along with evidence collected from the cell phones and ring camera footage after the shooting, Mr. Warfield was charged with attempted first-degree murder, employing a firearm during a dangerous felony, aggravated assault, vandalism, and possession of a weapon with the intent to go armed. A preliminary hearing was held on March 26 of 2021 in the General Sessions Court of Rutherford County. The case was bound over to the grand jury and Mr. Warfield was indicted in June of 2021. On October 26 of this year, Mr. Warfield pled guilty to attempted first-degree murder and aggravated assault. Mr. Warfield received a total sentence of 15 years to serve in the custody of the Tennessee Department of Corrections. Mr. Warfield was represented by counsel, Mr. Miles McDowell, and the state was represented by Assistant District Attorney Brent Pierce. And that concludes this episode of Our Look Inside the Courts. Middle Tennessee football fans, are you ready to score big? We have an unbeatable ticket offer that will blow your mind. Experience the thrill of the game with sideline reserved seats for only $24 or end zone reserved seats for just 18 bucks. Join us inside Floyd Stadium for an unforgettable home MTSU football game. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to witness our favorite local team in action. Get your tickets now and be a part of the excitement. Head to GoBlueRaiders.com slash tickets to purchase yours and secure your spot at the game. Go Blue Raiders!
Whether you're a student, alumni, or just a fan, Raider Tees has exactly what you need to help you cheer on the Blue Raiders on game days and every moment in between. We sell officially licensed Blue Raider gear. Whether it's clothing, hats, flags, chairs, or just whatever, we have it all, including exclusive gear you won't find anywhere else. Like us on Facebook for updates on new Blue Raider gear and special prices or discounts. For all your Blue Raider gear, shop Raider Tees today. Bigger, better, and go blue! Oh, I love this restaurant. Glad we got a table quickly. What, what does that sign say? Caution, wet floor? No, right next to it. If you are 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of serious consequences from RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, compared to adults younger than 60. Huh, I didn't know that. Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. RSV vaccines, including Pfizer's, are available. Learn more at bewareofrsv.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one nerve care company. Nervive tablets contain alpha-lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, plus B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. And try Nervive Pain Relieving Cream to block nerve pain signals at the source. Use as directed. We welcome everyone to the program. My name is J. Paul Newman. In our cold case profile segment, we will highlight three unsolved murders. They are the 2019 murder of Terrell Ray, the 2016 murder of Fausto Hernandez, and the 2009 murder of Anthony Davis. To discuss those cases, I have two very special guests. First, we will welcome Detective Sergeant James Abbott from the Murfreesboro Police Department. And we will also welcome the Public Information Officer for the Murfreesboro Police Department, Larry Flowers. Larry Flowers will not only highlight his duties, but he will share with us the many innovations that the Murfreesboro Police Department has made in asking for the public's help in solving unsolved homicides. We're broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. Middle Tennessee Electric, serving Rutherford County since 1936. Every homicide, every rape, every robbery affects the entire community. People who are victims of these crimes need closure. The people who committed these crimes must be held accountable. Law enforcement needs the community's help in seeking justice. Please listen as we review an unsolved mystery in this month's Cold Case Profile. We welcome Detective Sergeant James Abbott to our microphones. Sergeant Abbott, share with the audience your training, education, and your work experience. Uh, good morning. My training experience, I've, I've had numerous courses and training in homicide investigations, cold case homicide, murder investigations, interview, interrogation, and courses, search and seizure, and crime analysis. Uh, I also have a bachelor's and a master's from Middle Tennessee State University. I'm currently working on my doctorate at University of Tennessee in Chattanooga. Uh, recently completed my coursework now working on my dissertation there um so i mean that's that's pretty much the extent of my my, my experience i pretty much i'm always always training this job is one of those where you're always training 
Today we are going to be asking for the public's help in solving three unsolved homicides. But before we discuss those three cases, I want to ask you a few questions designed to enlighten the public regarding what is often referred to as cold case investigations. And I know that you have investigated and solved numerous homicides and have testified many times in court. In your training and experience, what category or type of evidence is the most powerful in helping to solve homicides? One of the most powerful ones is witness statements. If we have witnesses, uh, that is, that's excellent for our investigation. But to be honest, we, uh, it, it takes a combination of things, particularly to get to a successful prosecution. Uh, fingerprints, blood evidence, uh, as far as DNA, trace evidence, weapons, uh, any type, you know, being able to uh, identify the specific weapon, uh, phone evidence records, uh, text messages, emails, and even social media is now huge for our investigations. Research shows that homicides are most often solved because somebody tells you something and that witness statements are the most important type of evidence for solving a homicide. Do you agree with that research? And can you share with us an example of witness statements solving a homicide? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's very true. Um, matter of fact, one particular case you and I both worked on, which was the uh, Ellis Wayne Smith homicide. Uh, you may remember we had numerous people coming forward saying that they had information about the case. And there was information that we had withheld about the investigation because all these people were giving us all this uh information coming forward and telling us but it was all uh, false information they were they were looking for maybe a break in the court system themselves or things uh, so by keep withholding that key information uh, when we actually did have two individuals that had spoken to the suspect and the suspect had actually told them what happened when they came forward uh, it opened up the entire investigation and of course led to successful prosecution of the individual himself Keeping in mind the importance of witness statements, what factors are helpful in obtaining witness cooperation, in your opinion? Uh, some, of the, some of the biggest factors for us is, uh, number one, you have to build rapport and, and, and sometimes, in some cases, uh, earn respect with the, with the witness themselves. Um, a, lot of, a lot of it comes down to likability. Uh, there's some people that will walk into an interview room and, and it's like flipping on a light switch no one wants to talk to them. Uh, and it's the same way with, you know, some people walking into a room anywhere. Uh, at the other times, uh, there's others that will sit down, uh, become very personal with that person, and, and they'll get them to talk. And, you know, and also it comes down to getting the community as well, uh, getting information out there to the community. A lot of times community members may hear someone talk about a case, and they are, they're kind of limited on well who would they need to talk to but if you get out there and you talk or talk to people and get that information out there uh, with the community then they usually know who to talk to so i always say you know you've got to hand out your business cards like a politician uh, let everybody know who you are and, and get that information out there what do you believe is the most significant factor or factors for a homicide remaining unsolved uh, usually the most significant factors for us that, that I have found over the years is a lack of witnesses and a lack of physical evidence. 
those are the two key ones that that usually hamper our investigations the most with that as background let's profile the three cases that brought you here today first of all will you tell us about the may 26 2009 murder of anthony davis on may the 26 2009 in the early morning hours of, of that that day a group of males identified as one white male, two Asian males, and a black male entered 2225 Norman Avenue here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, it was during that time period that uh, two of the males were armed with pistols. One of them was armed with an AK-47. Uh, there was other individuals present as well. Uh, Mr. Davis was sitting on the couch uh, having a conversation with some individuals. Uh, we learned through our investigation that earlier that night, Mr. Davis had been involved in a uh, drug deal that had gone bad over on uh, uh, State Street here in Murfreesboro. Uh, during, uh, during that time period, he had left and, and gone over to Norman Avenue. Uh, these individuals found him over on Norman Avenue, and two of the individuals uh, shot and killed Mr. Davis while he sat on the couch. Uh, during that time period, uh, several individuals were interviewed through that initial investigation. Uh, some physical evidence was also recovered. Uh, and, and right now we have three individuals that we have identified that was there, that we were involved. Um, this is one of those cases where we just need one or two more people to come forward uh, to, to really help us out, those, those witnesses. Uh, if they could come forward, this is one of those cases I believe that could easily move forward in the system, uh, in the court system, and be successfully prosecuted. Next, can you tell us about the July 15, 2016 murder of Fausto Hernandez? On July 15, 2016, at approximately 9.01 p.m., Mr. Hernandez was seen walking into the neighborhood market and tobacco located at 1208 East Northville. Uh, after spending some time in there and, and buying the items he was looking for, he exits the market at around 9.06 p.m. Uh, at 9.12 p.m., three juveniles who were walking over to the, uh, there was at that time family a family video over there, uh, was seen walking over to the video store, and they had observed Mr. Hernandez sitting on a rock behind the uh, Marco's Pizza and that the, the store. Uh, talking on a cell phone. Mr. Hernandez's wife, Carmen, was the one he was talking to, and she she remembered him uh, hanging up, and then at around 9.15 p.m., just a few, about a minute afterwards, his phone rang, her phone rang again, and it was Mr. Hernandez. But this time, she stated that she could hear him talking to someone, so it was kind of a pocket dial. And so Miss, uh, Miss Hernandez listened on the phone, and then the phone went dead again. Uh, at around 9.30 p.m., uh, four more subjects walked by the rock area and saw Mr. Hernandez lying on the ground. Uh, they walked over to family video uh, again. Uh, they also, too, walked over to family video to call 911. During this same time period, the three juveniles also had just walked out of the store or family video and walked by and seen Mr. Hernandez laying there as well and also called 911. Uh, Mr. Hernandez, when police got there and arrived, medical personnel, uh, he was immediately transported to Vanderbilt. 
the only thing that Mr. Hernandez could say before, uh, due to his extensive injuries, uh, was the only thing he could tell officers and, and, and medical personnel on the scene was that a black male had shot him. Uh, and, and after that, Mr. Hernandez was unable to be questioned, and he never recovered uh, from those injuries, and he died at Vanderbilt. And our final case is the August 2nd, 2019 murder of Terrell Ray. On August 1st, 2019, Terrell Ray was celebrating his birthday with his friends and family. Uh, he had met one of his pastors in Nashville for dinner. Uh, they talked about work and, and other things that he was wishing to do. And after leave, after uh, after having dinner, he went and met up with a friend for a few minutes. Uh, they also talked, and then he left Nashville and drove to Murfreesboro. Uh, we know that Mr. Ray drove to Murfreesboro. We also know, uh, thanks in part to, at the time, the red light cameras there, that we know that Mr. Ray, when he entered Murfreesboro, nobody was following him. There was no suspicious activity um, indicating that anyone came from Nashville following him. Uh, Mr. Ray drove uh, from, Mur from Nashville to Murfreesboro in his uh, 2016 Chevrolet Camaro. We know that he arrived at 2.52 a.m., uh, in the city, and then he arrived around 3 a.m. at 2850 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, which is the Villager, Villager Apartments. He went to apartment B building, uh, which is where his girlfriend lived. He was coming to see her. She had gotten off work late that night, and he was coming to visit her after she had gotten off work. Uh, Mr. Ray parked his vehicle in the parking lot there and started to walk to her apartment. Uh, Mr. Ray uh, was confronted by some individuals. We know that Mr. Ray never made it to the apartment. Um, Mr. Ray was confronted by some individuals in the in the uh, front or near the apartment building. Uh, at that time, one of the suspects, Mr. Ray, uh, dropped his items that he was in his possession. Tried to run to his car. Uh, it, it may have even tried to uh, to resist in some ways when they're trying to rob him. And Mr. Ray was shot in the back multiple times. The suspects then took Mr. Ray's vehicle. Uh, they fled the scene in Mr. Ray's vehicle as well. Uh, and the, the vehicle was recovered uh, at around 4.30 a.m. that morning. It was uh, thanks to uh, the uh, GPS that was on the vehicle, we were able to learn that the vehicle arrived at 43rd Avenue North in Nashville uh, at around 4.30 a.m. And we recovered it shortly thereafter. Uh, this is one of those cases that that really uh, Mr. Ray was was uh, you know uh, just coming to see his girlfriend, um, and it's one of those cases where uh, you know it's it's a tragedy that he was gunned down like that, just just like Mr. Hernandez, just like Mr. Davis, gunned down, uh, you know, for no reason, for for absolutely no reason. Um, there is a $11,000 reward on for Mr. Ray's uh, for, for Mr. Ray's murder case. If anyone has any information, uh, the district attorney's office, uh, General Jones, working with the governor's office, uh, got us uh, received a $10,000 reward from the governor, and of course, Crime Stoppers also. And of course, there's Crime Stopper reward for the other cases as well. If anyone has any information, we would we would appreciate it.
for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Don't feel left out of the conversation. Call Dr. Sean Lancaster with Hearing Aid and Audiology Services. If you've been struggling with your hearing, I encourage you to give me a call, Dr. Sean Lancaster, and take a free hearing aid test drive and see for yourself how much hearing aids can truly help. This is Mike Cutter, owner of the award-winning family-owned home care agency, Honey Hill Home Care, the non-medical home care agency for seniors in Murfreesboro. Don't let worry consume your family. Experience the difference at Honey Hill Home Care. Check us out online, honeyhillhc.com. Freedom Field. For Veterans Day in Laverne, purchase a flag in honor of a veteran. The Laverne Parks and Rec Department will be offering flags that can be purchased for $10 to honor your veteran. The five-foot-wide American flag will come with a six-foot pole that will display your veteran's information about who they are, where they served, and what makes them special to you and your family. Call Laverne Parks and Rec Department at 615-793-3224 to purchase your flag today. We welcome you back for part two of our cold case profile. Larry Flowers is the public information officer for the Murfreesboro Police Department. I have known Larry for many years. I first met Larry when he was a TV news reporter. Larry Flowers is a person of great integrity and professionalism. I was so impressed with Larry's great TV skills. He was a one-man show. He could run the camera, do the interview, and edit the tapes. We welcome Larry Flowers to our WGNS microphones. Welcome, Larry. Good morning, Jay Paul. Do I pay you now or later? <laughs> later will be fine. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Larry, I know that you've appeared on this station before, but for those who may not be familiar with you, please tell us a little bit about yourself, your education, training, and your vocational history. Sure. Um I'm a, what I'd like to recall, a recovering uh, TV journalist, spent 33 years in radio and TV in uh, Mississippi and Texas and, of course, in Nashville. I'm a graduate of the University of Southern Mississippi with a degree in broadcast journalism. actually went to college with Brett Favre, so I'm telling my age there. So uh, uh covered Steve McNair in college so, and then covered him as a Titan, so... Larry, can you tell us, does the Murfreesboro Police Department, uh, do they have an unsolved homicide or what some people may call a cold case unit? Sure, sure. Department? Sure. We um, around the PD like to call them unsolved cases because when you mention cold case to a, to a victim's family, you know, that's kind of harsh. And they don't want to think of their, their loved one's case, you know, in a box in a property room. So we try to refer to them as unsolved cases. And Basically, we want to make sure that these family members know we're, you know, in pursuit of uh, solving their case, each and every one of them, even though some of the tips have stopped coming in, witnesses are not cooperating or whatever the case may be. So um, and we do feature those on our Web page, you know, simply go to uh, MurfreesboroTN.gov. Uh, forward slash police and uh, go under our department and it has a link for those unsolved cases the ones that sergeant abbott talked about in addition to several others that uh, 
that we have featured on that page. Can you tell me whether or not the website is interactive? In other words, does it have links to leave information such as how to leave a tip or how to find out information if you're a member of the victim's family? Right. Uh, typically on those unsolved pages or our crime file pages, we do have clickable links to emails. Uh, we have a generic email, crime tips uh, at murfreesboro.tn.gov, that you can simply click, click on that and open up our email browser, and then you can send your tips in that way. But also, you know, Crime Stoppers. You can always call Crime Stoppers, 615-893-STOP. That's uh, 7867. It's the last four numbers. And then now we have uh, the P3 Global Intel app. And, you know, in the day and age of technology, you have crime fighting right in your in the palm of your hands. If you see a crime happening, if you're a witness of a crime, you can snap a photo, you can shoot video, simply click a button, and that will go directly to the appropriate agency here in Rutherford County. Now, I've seen some other websites, and I'm asking you this question. I'm not sure whether your website has it or not. But as far as for family members, do we have a, uh, or would you consider a password link website where the family members can get updates on what's going on that's kind of private, sure. but it kind of keeps them in status. Is that something you might consider? Well, definitely something we would love to consider, um, you know, because technology is the way to go these days. But I can tell you that our victims' uh, family members have direct access to all of our detectives. I mean, uh, we have one family member every single day reaches out to the police chief, to the lead detective on the case and even even Sergeant Abbott. And so on that, they have direct access, I should say, to those uh, particular uh, family members. But, you know, as technology improves, we would love to get a link or something like that where they can have a click of a button to uh, receive updated information on their cases. Can you tell us how Crime Stoppers works? How sure. does it function? Sure. Uh, Crime Stoppers is uh, basically governed by a board of private citizens. Um, there were a group of citizens here in Rutherford County that felt the need that we needed something like this so where folks can uh, send in tips anonymously. And, um, and so these community leaders basically, you know, created Crime Stoppers. We partner with Crime Stoppers at Murfreesboro Police and all the law enforcement agencies within Rutherford County makes up that cr uh, Rutherford County Crime Stoppers. And so basically people can report uh, tips anonymously. Uh, the board offers up to a $1,000 reward for information that will lead to an arrest in a case. Not necessarily that they're going to get $1,000, but up to $1,000, depending on on the um, the person we're looking for. So uh, that's typically how Crime Stoppers work. One of the things about Crime Stoppers that, that often bothered me was that the amount has been $1,000 ever since I can remember. And one of the things that I, I looked into was, why is it $1,000? And what I found out was, was that the IRS had agreed that if the amount is $1,000 or less, then it is tax-free. So I, I encourage our legislatures to possibly get that law changed so that we can up that amount a little bit. Exactly. Would you agree with that? I totally agree because, you know, money talks. <laughs> And if you offer a little more money, especially, uh, you know, in, in today's uh, uh, times where, you know, inflation is through the roof, somebody may need that extra money just to pay a bill. So 
uh, I would definitely encourage our lawmakers to consider that. Tell us now about the P3 Global app and how, how the public can get that app. Sure. Uh, Rutherford County Crime Stoppers has uh, partnered with uh, uh, P3 Global Intel app. Um, it's a new, the next generation of crime fighting, as I like to call it. Uh, citizens can report crime tips, submit videos in real time using that app uh, for Crime Stoppers. And again, it's called the P3 Global Intel app. Uh, you can go to your Apple ISO or your uh, even your Android devices. Just go to the Google Play Store, download that particular app, uh, and then there are a few steps you have to follow. You can actually click on whatever law enforcement agency you want to report that tip to. So in this case, Murfreesboro Police, or you can do Rutherford County Sheriff's Office if you have a tip for Laverne Police. And typically what that will do is send... Uh, an alert. You can report this anonymously. You don't have to even sign in your name on the app. You can literally click anonymously and then of course the way Crime Stoppers work you get you know a code and that code you would use to typically collect your money and so uh, this P3 uh, Global Intel app is just a modern way of you know reporting crime other than just picking up the phone leaving an anonymous tip. I'm a big fan of Crime Files, and I know that you've had a big part in that, and you brought so much talent there, and also you organized talent to assist you. Can you tell us about the Crime Files? Sure, sure. MPD Crime Files, uh, when I was in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, working for uh, the NBC affiliate there, we constantly did uh, reenactments of crime. Um, you know, Sergeant Abbott just gave you an update of several cases but when you see those cases and see how that crime went down typically we're our hope and our goal is is for someone to see that and it sparks a memory it's like oh i remember that i remember seeing this crime and then maybe call in a tip but um what murfreesboro police partners with uh murfreesboro city tv our producer and videographer uh, michael nevels uh work closely with us what we do is we will get uh, actors from or actresses from Murfreesboro Little Theater, and they will come and play a part of the victims, typically the suspect. We like to use a police officer, so uh, in that case, um, uh, to recreate these crimes. And so we do have them listed on our website. Larry, I want to commend you for the outstanding service that you've provided the Murfreesboro Police Department and this community. This is Paul Newman. Special thanks to our two very special guests, Murfreesboro Police Department spokesman Larry Flowers and Murfreesboro Police Department Detective Sergeant James Abbott. Thanks to both of you for your outstanding service to the community. In honor of veterans who've served in the armed forces, the City of Laverne will be holding our annual Veterans Day Ceremony on November 11th at the Laverne City Hall on Murfreesboro Road. The ceremony will begin at 11 a.m. in the City Hall boardroom. We'll have guest speakers and we'll spend time honoring and thanking military personnel who made our country the great nation in which we live. Everyone is invited to be a part of this special event on the 11th at the Laverne City Hall on Murfreesboro Road 
Branches is not only a place to go to find help for mental, emotional, and behavioral issues. Branches Wellness is here to provide help in losing weight and in medication management. Branches believes in body, soul, and spirit, ministry, and care for the whole individual. Branches, the place to turn to find hope and healing in the midst of a hurting and sometimes difficult world. Go to branchescounselingcenter.com or 615-904-7170. As we end our program today, we thank WGNS for providing the airtime. And we thank our producer, Scott Walker. Most of all, we thank you for listening. We leave now by saying, a safe community is the responsibility of each and every one of us. For my two co-hosts, Rutherford County District Attorney General Jennings Jones and Rutherford County Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. This is J. Paul Newman bidding all of you a safe and blessed day. The District Attorney's Office thanks you for listening to today's program. If you have any information regarding criminal activity in our community, please contact one of our law enforcement agencies. The information presented on today's show is solely for informational benefit and not intended to be legal advice. You should always consult an attorney whenever you need or rely on legal advice. Rutherford County's most trusted name in news. Talk Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro.